0: This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back. Winning Plays podcast,
1: Rich Levine, Brian, Rob. b up. this is Tuesday afternoon. We're having this conversation. A week from tonight, first game of the NBA season. A week from tomorrow, the first game of the Celtics season. We're getting closer, and we're going to get to our, to our BetUS, uh, our lovely sponsors. We'll get to their read in a little bit. I was just perusing the props on BetUS.com. What do you think that the odds are for the Celtics to win the Eastern Conference this
0: year? Just the East. Just just the I, East.
1: Let's not, not get too greedy, but just it's the not East.
0: Too All right. Pretty greedy. What number,
1: what number do you think that they're ranked and what is what are the odds?
0: Okay. I think they're ranked sixth out of these teams. That'd be my guess. Tied for fifth. Odds. Tied for fifth. Okay, so we'll give them to there. Um, I'm gonna go. go plus 1000 i think it's so uh, 10 to 1 odds 10 to 1 odds that that's that's my guess just out of instinctually giving themselves a chance but still very much a long shot um that's that's how i'm going am i I in the neighborhood is this you're you're in the neighborhood but but who who are they they're tied 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 with with the they're tied with the atlanta hawks
1: so the brooklyn nets and again, this is, you You can still, you can still get this. So this hasn't been updated. I assume this has been updated for the Kyrie situation. You anyway, know, breaking this morning before we started recording, Kyrie Irving is just not going to be part of the Nets until he gets vaccinated, apparently, right?
0: That's until something changes in that situation. So until, until the law the changes, law changes or... <laughs> or until he gets vaccinated. So that, um, is this a standoff, a stalemate, if you will? I mean, we'll get to that in a second, but let's go back to the odds first. Is this... So it's nets one still, despite nets are one, you know. The Bucks are, are sexy. So the Nets are even.
1: Even <laughs> money. I don't know who's taking that right now, but sure. Uh second, the Milwaukee Bucks, 3.75 plus 375. Makes sense. Third in the Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia 76ers. That's plus eight hundred. The Miami Heat are at your plus thousand. So they are 10 to 1. And then the Hawks and the Celtics are 16 to 1 each to win the Eastern Oof. Conference. I I might I might do both of those. Those 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 might be the best two bets in the conference right now. But 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 for what we're talking about here, the Boston Celtics 16 to 1, I, th- I this is not me saying that I think the Celtics are going to win the Eastern Conference, but I think at those odds, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good bet.
0: Well, the value is there. So if you mean if you do the math there, that amounts to what a uh, a 6% chance, a 7% chance. They they're giving them You've already gone beyond my
1: math skills. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, where
0: this is, so we'll stop right there. But, yeah, so, I mean, if you look at, I mean, both of those teams, that's just, if everything goes right, and by everything going right for the Celtics, what does that mean? That means Jason Tatum, top five for MVP, or even higher. Does that have to be top three for, like, MVP candidate to get in this, like, to get in the realistic East contender conversation, do you feel like? For me, I think first and foremost, we're just
1: talking health. Let's call it across-the-board health. You're going to lose someone. You're not going to have a completely unscathed season injury-wise, but they need to do a little better, get a little bit luckier, stay healthier than they have uh, in the last few seasons. I think that's number one for me. But but for T- I, I think that, like, I would even say, given that Jalen Brown is there, I would even say just say top 10 for Tatum. Five would be nice. you got a lot better chance. But, like, you know, that i'll say i'll say top 10.
0: if you go top 10 then the supporting cast has to be looking real good like we're looking we need to get well, they into, happen to, yeah they happen to have a like,
1: pretty decent supporting cast this year this
0: is what kind of right. what kind of but those guys you. have to have career years that's like we're, we're talking josh richardson is going back to miami Schroeder's going back to okc um marcus smart is going back to I don't know, two or three years ago when he... Lee Smith is going back to, to Vanderbilt. Yeah, <laughs> he's going back to his, his 10 Pritchard at is,
1: is Bob Cousy award winning uh on the NBA level. But no, no going it's... back to the Pro-Am in all right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And I, to be honest, I don't even think it even has to be that more far-fetched because you look at... We talked a little bit about, about Kyrie. They So let's assume right now that Kyrie is out of the picture. You're a one... Kevin Durant or James Harden injury, which, by the way, happens a little bit more than than, than not these days and, and is what we saw at the end of last season. They're one of those guys getting injured away from only having one star and not much of, of a supporting cast. Right. Yeah. You have Milwaukee. You know, it's hard to it's hard to repeat. Like, I think that they could maybe run into a little bit more trouble in the playoffs. Maybe they'd be able to coast a little bit more in the regular season just off the vibes of of that title. like as we saw the Celtics do in 09 before KG's in the injury. Um, and then for me, like like Philadelphia, yeah. Apparently, you know Simmons is is in back in town. Uh, whether or not he's going to play, whether or not he's going to play for the Sixers remains to be seen. And then Miami, like we talked about a little bit last time, I think the Kyle Lowry trade feels a little bit like Pierce and KG to the Nets in terms of where he might be uh, at this stage of his career. So I think the two, the two up and comers, you know, like I I would put pin my hopes on Trey Young and Jason Tatum. Maybe breaking out in the Eastern Conference this year. Certainly, good
0: value there. That's a good flyer for both those guys. But let's let's go through this a little bit deeper now. You mentioned the Simmons situation in terms of where they and how that goes with the Philly being still slotted in third, which is incredibly surprising to me, just Crazy. based on how this has happened. But first, let's can we just talk about the Simmons situation a little. More? I know we've we've talked about this sure. plenty, but so he he. He holds out for the first two or three weeks of camp, isn't talking to teammates, you know, pretty much giving everyone the, 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 the cold shoulder, it seems like. And then what do you think happens here beyond the fact that being like, oh, the, those checks are just not clearing right now. And guess what? Like Philly has you under contract for four more years. So they are not like they have no incentive to sell low right now or sell for like nothing even close to what they think you're worth. So I don't know if if I expected him to like crack this easily or is this just a situation where he's going to show up unannounced, which apparently happened. Like, can you imagine, like, were you, who was the usher at the, at the Sixers arena (laughs) last night? Like, uh, (laughs) sir,
1: Ben Simmons is here.
0: Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) but is, is this him? Is he just showing up to get paid or do you think that he's showing up now to actually make a quote unquote, like concerted effort and to hope to get him out of there sooner than later?
1: Uh, I I, this does not feel like a concerted effort to play. I think he I think he again and, and I wonder, too, like how much of what has happened has been Ben Simmons saying, "Okay, this is what I need. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. Or or Rich Paul saying, Ben, just sit back and listen to me. Do whatever I do, whatever I'm saying right now. I'm in charge of you. I know what's best. And as we've seen from time to time, it doesn't always work out best for the, uh, for players not named LeBron. Yeah. He gets, he gets some good contracts, but like, you know, talk to New Orleans Noel, talk to some other guys, maybe the, you know, rich, rich Paul's power games in that sense, don't always work out in the best possible way for the players. And maybe it got to the point where Ben Simmons is okay. Like, cause what, if he, did, did he, did he get the million? Did he reach million, a million dollars? Yeah. I think, money?
0: He, I think he missed. I think, I saw a headline saying he was out at least a million dollars based on just not showing up to camp and those preseason games. Like that was, you know, the a million because he's getting, I mean, he's getting over thirty for the year, but you know, every game, I think preseason games count in terms of the the slice of the pie for the the ultimate prize there.
1: Yeah, so I think at the very least he's going to st- want to not miss those checks anymore, and then you know we'll see. I, I have a hard time seeing him ever playing and he and he's kind of said that still that and that's been the vibe out there that he doesn't really intend to play for philly again
0: right and so will that but are they, are they gonna is he gonna get paid though if he's there and not questioned like how how are they gonna yeah, do that well, if they're like hey ben you can't just show up here and like refuse to go in the game that's insubordination we're, we're still not paying you for that
1: yeah right and, that, and that's a slippery slope right because you can you can you can pull a muscle in the shower right you can slip in the shower right and fall you, you can have a, a number of reasons that all of a sudden yeah i probably shouldn't play right now coach uh and we'll see we'll see where that goes but like i don't know is there anything for you in a, in a kyrie for simmons deal <laughs> beyond the, some of the best headlines ever I, Phil, mean, I mean philadelphia, philadelphia I would... doesn't have, doesn't have the, the, that law
0: in place so Kyrie could hypothetically no. just go and play there. You you connect the dots there, and I mean it does solve some problems for both sides. Like, what do you what side do you think is would have more reason to say no, is the way I put it. I and I think it's Philly because yeah, if you're trading Simmons, you're Kyrie's probably easily the best player you get for him. But do you want the wild card that is Kyrie Irving coming in? And this is like your last best chance to. To contend with Embiid is like you're going to put your faith in Kyrie Irving and ignore what has happened to the last three teams he has played for. No, I think you know if things get super super desperate for both sides down the line, like if we're talking midway through the season, nothing has moved, then maybe I think about it if I'm Philly. But but before that, I'm not with Kyrie not even locked in beyond this season to a contract in the NBA. Period. He has a player option. Then I am I am very very scared of going there. I'm looking for far. I'm looking for the poo-poo platter from elsewhere rather than Kyrie Irving.
1: I would certainly fear the Nets a lot more. I would take those even odds. I think if they, if they had
0: Simmons in there uh, with, with Harden and, and KD. Oh yeah. That'd be a dream for them to have Simmons. Cause he doesn't have to do anything beyond all the little things he does do on that team. Like he's not going to have to, you got a bunch of guys that can create their own shot and they're not going to be dishing out to you for, threes, like they can just do it themselves. So, yeah, but, but I think for it
1: is, it is a, a good move by the Nets. I think I would feel even, I mean, those, those odds would be almost be more ridiculous to me if they, if they didn't make this decision with Kyrie, like if they were going in and saying, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna let you be Kyrie. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna tiptoe around you, walk on eggshells around you and say, yeah, you know, whenever you can Kyrie, you know, just join, join us on the road. And maybe we'll figure out ways to, no, I, I like, I think it's a smart move by Nets management to say, no, either you're here or you're not. Cause that's a very, the, the middle ground with Kyrie is very scary. And I think it doesn't matter how much talent you have on your roster. He can take you down quick if you let him. So I think for the Nets, it,
0: it, it, it was certainly a smart move to, to do what they did today. And it's probably the Nets learning from experience from just like looking at what happened with Kyrie here in Boston and even in Cleveland in terms of like, you know, teams, understandably catering to the guy given what he meant to those franchises at the time. And then, you know, it, it backfiring to a degree on both. And now they even, even like what, within the first few months of him signing in Brooklyn, you know, with Duran out for the year, a couple of years ago, like the, the whispers were already there about just him, you know, stirring up, you know, crap or just like not doing just kind of crazy things that didn't fall in line with what the team needed out of him. And so now you reach a point where you have Harden here to protect against this to a degree. I think that's part of the reason they've probably went all in for him to say, Hey, at least we have this. We'll have
1: two. You know, <laughs> we have well, two yeah.
0: as opposed to three, but I don't know. Where do you think Durant and Harden are on this? Are they going to give Brooklyn the green light to trade him? If this drags on? At More Durant point. than Harden, obviously.
1: Right. Right. Cause, cause they, they, they came together and they're, they're, you know, reportedly really good friends. Like, I guess it really comes down to, to KD's competitiveness at some point, right? Like, like, like at some point, you would think that maybe they'd still be able to be friends, but he'd just say like, hey, man, I for for, for the, the the last, let's say, I don't know, how many, how many years does KD have left at the top, top of his game? Like maybe three, maybe four? Like it gets to a point where you wouldn't think he wants to sacrifice this for a friendship with a guy that he knows has no problem just burning everything down. You know, and if, if anything gets a gets a kick out of out of the chaos. uh, So you would think at some point, maybe you would say if, you know, if if there it could be a deal in place for Brooklyn and they could go to KD and say, listen, I mean, let, let's just say like pie in the sky. We're not saying this will necessarily happen, but hey, we can get Ben Simmons. I mean, it means getting rid of Kyrie Irving. I would think that that KD is down with that. But, you
0: know, uh, I, 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 don't don't think that, know. I don't think that deal is going to be out there, though. No, but think, I'm just saying, if you could but, go to him already yeah, and say, him with, yeah, hey, here,
1: here's what we can do if you give us the green light to 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 part with Kyrie, and again, at a certain point,
0: uh, you would think he might
1: be down to do that. We'll see.
0: So, where do you think the Sixers should be in these in these power rankings here for the East? These odds, these bet U.S. odds, in terms of knowing that even Faye Simmons even plays with them, it's like. Can you even like, what are the odds of an actual reconciliation here? Like three, 4% with three, four. Yeah.
1: I mean, that, that seems fair. But then again, like we've, we've talked about before, let's say it does. Right. Let's say like in those, the slimmest of slim odds, they, they do work it out. Ben Simmons returns to the court for Philadelphia and you get to the playoffs and he still won't shoot. Yeah. You're right where you were. You're right, right. where you were last year. So <laughs> that's where it's like, if he's going to be the same guy and he's like, and he comes back on his terms. Right. He doesn't have to change. He could just hold out and pout and go through all this, and you just let him back and and allow him to go be the same Ben Simmons that you saw last season. Like they should be even lower, <laughs> right? I got they're just in a, in a tough spot. Like for me, I think I would. And you know, like I said, so the Nets and Bucks are one two. Philly Miami three four. Hawks and Celtics uh, five six. I would flop Hawks Celtics and Philly
0: Miami. All right, so you put them down that five six range. Yeah, Yeah, I think I I think
1: I think I put them at six. And then, you know, then Chicago is the next closest. They're 20 to one at seven. Um, Who who knows? That's going to be a really interesting situation to watch. I, I mean, I don't think anyone would be surprised if they they could be, you know, sort of like what the heat and Pacers have been in some past regular seasons in the Eastern Conference. Just like a really tough regular season team that maybe sneaks into like a four or five seed. Just, you know, and then when it gets to the playoffs, maybe they don't quite have enough, but I think they're a really solid regular season team. And I also think, by the way, that that could be the Celtics this year, too. They might be a team that's just better suited for the regular season. Maybe when it gets to the playoffs, then you wonder, okay, can they handle my uh, Miami? Can they handle Philly? Can they handle Milwaukee? But like on the day to day, if they are as fired up and again, if they can stay healthy and with EMA's just, just the, the new regime in town, like that could. Power them for a really solid regular season.
0: Yeah, I'm. You're dead right on that. And going back to the Bulls for a second, um, who've been having a really good preseason. Which who the hell knows what that means? But like, uh, they, uh, uh,
1: can I tell you? Yeah, that means
0: nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so that two that two zero no record for the Celtics is, isn't like th- those. No, it, it, no for, needed, the Celtics, right? for the Celtics. For the Celtics, it so matters. This is the ball. This is just the Bulls. It's it's irrelevant.
1: Yeah, but only when the Celtics win. If they right. lose, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it
0: doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but did you see who's starting for the Bulls, though? Alonzo um, uh, right Ball. Yes. Exactly. Uh,
1: yes. Uh, who's starting at shooting guard, though? Nikola Vucevic. Yep. Uh, I'm missing two others. The shooting DeMar guard. DeMar DeRozan.
0: And then and there's one name that you are very familiar with from Boston, who's who's also starting. Oh, dude. Yeah. they Chavante. Javante Green has put up some really nice numbers in Chicago um, as a fifth man. And who knows if he'll actually, I mean, he started in the preseason last year for the Celtics. And then that lineup kind of disappeared as the season went on. But that's another one. When you, again, when you look back at it, <laughs> that would have been a great 15th guy to have here. And I'm not going to complain t- about great 15th great 10th guy. Great, great 10th guy, guy to have. <laughs> and they kept, you keep, you don't dump Carson Edwards to keep, Jason Tatum's like buddy who's giving you something like Do we, I know did it's ever not, get?
1: was there ever an explanation?
0: Not, I mean, the explanation was they were getting under the tax and I think what happened here was it was so close to the, the buzzer at the trade deadline is that the bulls just held the Celtics front office over a barrel and said to like, take the, the salary that was necessary to keep them under the tax. So that was Tice, that was Javante green. And they had to send money, a couple million dollars of both of those guys to make it work. And so the Bulls were probably like, well, we'll give you Carson Edwards. We're like, no. Or if we take Carson Edwards, you got to give us like $6 million or something outrageous. Like, all right, fine. Javante Green. And yeah. I I mean, I don't know for sure that's how it happened. But just the timing wise, that's that, that deal came like after the buzzer. So I think it was a situation where everything else that they may have been doing fell apart which can happen, but now you look at a year later and Carson's, you know, looking, hopefully he's looking at deals overseas right now. He got dumped by Memphis before the preseason even started. And now Green is signed for cheap in Chicago and actually playing meaningful minutes there. So again, just a preseason, we don't know, the Celtics have plenty of wing help there. And, you, you know, Neesmith, Langford, we'll get to all these guys in a little bit that are looking good, but that was a guy in terms of, you know, roles and fit, that um probably should have just taught on to no reason to just give them away for nothing.
1: Yeah. And we've talked about this a few times, just the, how, you know, for, you know, much, I would say like for the, the, from the net Celtics trade, right. They got all those draft picks and, and up until like maybe the Kyrie trade, you know, the Celtics made a lot of smart moves and they got lucky. And then more recently they've made some bad moves and got unlucky on top of that. And Javante Green, you know, turning into a viable, you know, part of of that Chicago Bulls team would be another time where, like, like not only did did, did it make sense to keep Jason Tatum's good buddy around, but for him to then turn, like, you know, realize his potential because he certainly showed some some real potential here. It wasn't like you yeah. know, they they were giving getting rid of a guy that 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 was never playing like it was Taco or Carson like again like did he start a few games I know he was he like started. he was he definitely he was, did he was certainly a part of the rotation and made an impact when he was out there. So for him to do that and become like, and he's a perfect, let's say he's a perfect fifth starter. That's a lot, but like, he is a guy <laughs> that like, if, if he is your fifth part starter, if he gets a chance to play with four guys who are much better than he is, he's going to look pretty good and can do a lot of those little things, especially defensively. So yeah, that would, that would be a bummer to, to, uh, to see him. It would be nice for Javante to see him thrive. I mean, he was a guy that remember. That was just like a random summer league pickup, and he—I mean, he had a couple of great dunks in the summer league, and you figure that was going to be the last you ever saw of him. But like, the guy really carved out a a job, a career in the NBA, and it's great to see. It would be much better to see it happen on the Celtics, but uh, but yeah, and you wonder like <laughs> like Danny Ainge and and, and Zarin, like he's a good kid, so you obviously rooting for him. But I wonder if like part of them is like, ah, don't get too good, you know? Oh sure, I'm they'll sure anytime don't stick it to us like too badly,
0: right? And luckily, I mean, there really haven't been many guys like that over the years that, I mean, some guys have, you know, turned into something after leaving Boston, but no one who's like blossomed like super well, I feel like that that was given away. Um, Joe Johnson, I to yeah, I mean, Joe Johnson, yeah, you go way, way back, but that's, yeah, luckily not, that was pre the pre-Ainge era. So but yeah, just someone to keep an eye on again, Javante Green has great preseasons no matter what, so it could just turn into nothing when the season starts, but, um, that's a former subject to keep an eye on, um, as we go forward, um, all Should right. I go forward with a, with a little ad read. Yeah, let's yeah, let, let's
1: hear from uh, Bet US and let me say, listen up, sports betters. This is Winning Plays Podcast here to tell you about our favorite sports book. That's Bet US. Football is back. It's time to get in on the action. We only endorse one sports book. That is BetUS.com. If you're asking why, that's because BetUS has been America's favorite sports book for over 25 years. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity. You need to know you're going to get paid. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, all kinds of crazy bets. They will walk you through setting up an account. Nobody in the industry gives bigger bonuses than BetUS. If you join now, check out the offers and you can get up to a 200%. It's 200% in bonuses on your first deposit. Nobody beats that. Uh, we bet at BetUS, and so should you. That's BetUS.com, America's favorite sportsbook. Enter BSJ when you sign up at BetUS.com for a special bonus. BetUS.com, where the game begins. And the game's going to begin next week, like I said, b Um, That's hard. It's really I guess that feels a little hard to believe but no don't know we're in the we're getting in the flow like we've seen them we've seen the Celtics at the garden twice now the undefeated Boston Celtics uh undefeated era Udoka, you may Bra-
0: president Brad Stevens I'll tell you who's excited about these Celtics the people in the crowd at these preseason games holy crap this That's was awesome. this was like borderline like would be electric crowds for a regular season, regular season game like anywhere else for in the third or fourth quarter of these games when, you know, Jabari Parker and Hernan Gomez are trying to hold off, uh, uh, valiant comebacks against the Raptors. It was, it's nuts. And I don't know if it's just people being excited about this team, or I think people being excited to be back in the building because in Boston for the really Celtics and Bruins games last year, they were really not allowed into the playoffs essentially at a, at a full capacity. So whatever it is, it's
1: it's full capacity.
0: It's full capacity now. And you know, the, the, the Saturday night game at the garden was, you know, I'd say probably 80, 90% full for a preseason game. So wow. it's a situation where I we look at last year and the struggles of last year. I do wonder if you kind of underrate from a Celtics perspective, how much just having no crowd at those home games hurt them? Because the juice there, it, it is. Like, you mean, if you mean you just notice it as, you know, as a member of the media, but I'm sure for the players, like the guys that are, you know, Cam's talked about how much, you know, he loves just playing in front of a crowd, period. So I wonder how much of that will translate into how they look at it, at least at home this year.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Where, where do they have uh, the media sitting? Are you guys, are you back in your, in the, in the corner there? or, or... Yep.
0: same as far in the wedge. It's pretty much the same. Like there's no, like we're wearing masks. That's the, that's the precaution for us. But we're all still next to each other. So there's no other really uh, differences it, from pre-COVID.
1: Is there still uh media dining? Is the giving food? Yep. Or are they
0: media dining, That's all there? media room, media dining. That's the only place you can take off your mask obviously is when you're sitting at the table and eating. Um, and I will say that they won't let anyone down there. That's unvaccinated. Like you have to, to be in the the media, like in the in-person port of the, the stuff. You have to so you feel a little bit better out of that, but yeah, it's, um, it's kind of the same old story down there except for everyone's wearing mask, obviously.
1: Is Josh Richardson allowed in?
0: I've not seen Josh in the area yet. No. Um, We'll see if he, I imagine that he's going to be stuck in his hotel room a lot on the road, yeah. they're down in Florida right now. It's he, he doing, was doing his, doing he, his
1: research in his in hotel room.
0: He was asked about a team dinner and he was kind of like, cause they, they talked about it last week and someone asked, oh, did you, what do you think of the team dinner? He's like, oh, I actually wasn't able to make it. And it was like, okay, well that's, you weren't able to make it unfortunately because you weren't allowed to make it. Um, right. so, so I,
1: by the way, where, where. Given how it's played out with Jalen and that they do see it does seem that he's going to be back, we can assume that that he's vaccinated.
0: Yes, he's 100% vaccinated because if you're coming back within 10 days, you're vaccinated. Per the, it was the same thing, Imy Adoka did when he had he quarantined for 10 days. So thing that that like two negative tests, you're back. So Jalen never addressed it head on, but just the way he's coming back from this, pretty much, and the sellers wouldn't confirm it on the record, but. Um, I think it's it's pretty clear cut that this timetable means he's he's vaccinated. And I mean, good news for them, no one else on the team have periods have gone and they're, you know, we're five, six days out now from when um Jalen found out. And so that's again, hopefully another positive sign in terms of those who are being vaccinated, you know, you know, making sure th- this doesn't spread when it when it does break through.
1: All right. Cool. So what what do what do you think? What do you want to because I figure we'll get we'll get one more episode in the beginning of next week for sure right wednesday night is the is the game
0: yeah wednesday friday game uh orlando miami but i don't know there's gonna be so jalen obviously is gonna be out for these games coming up which means some extended looks at the wings romeo lankford got the start on um on saturday night and looked pretty good was knocking down threes um this was after he only played the fourth quarter in game one so i mean between him and neesmith and josh richardson it's gonna be some really interesting decisions for Emeo duck out of the gate in terms of who whether he wants to lean towards the young developing guys or give a more proven guy like richardson some experience out of game. i know is it fair to say you're not team richardson in terms of the playing time with those guys or is it more shrewd? yeah I no i would I, I just
1: don't know how necessarily counted on he he, he can be given given the, the circumstances i would and especially with what you potentially can gain with the youngsters and Nee and and Langford, um, in terms of just just big picture, I, I would love love to see those two guys get th- the first chance. I mean, if if Romeo is hitting three pointers, it's a wholly, totally different conversation than what we've had been having since the day he was drafted. I mean, first of all, to have him actually healthy enough to play consistently is is a big, well, that's a step big one difference. right there. <laughs> but like, if if he is on the court and actually hitting three pointers, like with what he can do defensively. I mean that's the, that that's a game changer, and I I already believe in in Neesmith's ability to 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 score the ball to be a, a consistent shooter. So yeah, get, like I would love to I would love to, for that for that depth to go I, in my mind, Neesmith, Romeo uh, Richardson.
0: Do you think that they're gonna? Would you like to see them go like super small off the bench and play one of those guys at like the four, and just play three or four guards at a time with? you know, with Al or Rob or something like that, and just have that be a look to make sure all those guys get to play, or would you rather see, you know, Grant Williams out there at the four or. Yeah. So you know, how many, how many, minutes, Gomez? how many
1: minutes per game? Will there be zero J's on the floor?
0: Zero. You would hope zero, to be yeah. honest. If I think in Udoka's talked about just wanting to staggering those guys to like, you know, play with their strengths. So if you look at, I mean, you can pretty easily maneuver that if you, you know, Brad liked to win with the early rest for Tatum in these games, but maybe, I mean, the, we haven't really seen what his full rotations plan are yet, but I would was think. That, was that pre-COVID too? Out. Did he did he do that? He did that a lot for the last two years. So the pre okay. and post-COVID just like get him out. And then so he can come back in the second quarter and carry, you know, the uh, lackluster second unit, which worked two years ago, did not work last year um, after the first 20 games or so. When things went went south there. So, I mean this now this year they have all this, you know, potential experience and offensive potential coming off your bench. I kind of want to see them all out there together, especially if you can, you know, if you have someone down. I mean, I guess I'll put it this way. I'd rather see Langford and Nissmith getting more time than like you going big of like Grant Williams and Cantor and one of those guys getting yes. squeezed out. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm 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 sort of and I know Grant's had a, had a solid preseason. I know he's, he's he's lost some weight. I don't know. So here's a question. That, that's the thing I, I hear a lot of people talking about when they talk about the positives or why this might be, this year might be different for Grant Williams. So his, the fact that he did lose that weight, in what ways is that going to benefit him that he can maybe guard some some smaller guys? I Because I thought the idea was that he could maybe guard up a little bit.
0: Right. And I think honestly, what to happened. Guard Kevin Durant? Is that yeah. what he's trying to do? <laughs> if he gets on stilts, maybe. I mean, it's, He had the, I think one of the highest per 36 foul rates in the NBA last season period. And so that's the problem. so that wasn't an issue as much in year one. It got really bad last year in terms of like, they were in the penalty, you know, two minutes into whenever he was in the game. And so now if maybe, I guess the thing is he can move better, stick on switches more. They're doing a ton of switching, obviously defensively now. Sure. And so that. If, if he can do that, because no one else, none of the other bigs you really trust to do that yet. Like Al used to be able to do that, but not so much now. I mean, he can he can hold his own, but he's not going to, he's going to get blown by by cards. Rob and Cantor, we know where they stand on that front. So Rob's Grant's... getting better. He's still not there, but he did look a little bit better against he's... Toronto,
1: I thought. And, and, and very short glimpses, uh, but not enough to really <laughs> think that it's going to be a reality yet. But he showed more than I'd seen.
0: Also. I agree. Like, I mean, because he's always going to get a couple of those jump shots every game. But then the problem is what happens in the three other plays in between those jump shots where, you know, he doesn't get out there fast enough or just gets blown by. But you're right. I think if you can make strides there and just really hone in on him, things defensively, then that could be big. But it does, it does seem like an, an out in the other sub lot here is like, you know, the, the, the double big lineup where Al and Rob going to start together to begin the year. We saw that Saturday night, Al Horford was asked point blank. Do you want to start? And he was like, I'm not gonna lie. Yes. And so do is that going to happen or are are you catering to Al Horford's feelings here or is is Al Horford only going to be here for one year anyway so like sorry Al you're coming off the bench if uh because it works just as well that way if we can start you know a random guy maybe Neesmith or whoever has our fifth man or Langford. yeah it's
1: the the way you may have been talking it kind of seems like Al's going to get the start start the year right I think so I don't know that that, that just it just just seems that again they've been messing with it obviously in the preseason a little bit but like uh, everything seems to be pointing. And especially for Al to, to say that, to say that he wants to start. And I don't think they would make any decision like that, to just to keep Al happy. That would, that would be crazy if it's not what's best for the team. Um, but it's fun. I'm just looking Dennis Schroeder,
0: 80 to one, six man of the year. Wow. That's
1: Too much competition. Bad.
0: Too much competition off the bench. You're right. That's pretty, pretty good value there for a guy who won the award two years ago. Yeah. Um, what do you but think
1: yeah. the odds are on uh, on Jason Tatum winning the scoring title? Say like 40 to 1? 12 to 1. 12 to 1. That's exciting, huh? All right. I mean... He's 8th. That's 8th overall.
0: Well, you don't um, have to fight Campbell for shots anymore. Like, you're going to get... That volume's <laughs> got to go somewhere. And we'll see if Marcus Smart at point guard, you know, if he keeps that shot total down to 8 or 9 per game and those are, all those attempts are probably going to Tatum. Right, so. and you look,
1: so what, what What did he finish at last year? Was it 26?
0: Yeah, I think 26. And
1: right. so let's say he averaged 26 points again. I'm going to have it up in one second here. Uh, 26.4. And maybe, we, it's is it crazy to 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 assume or, or to at least hope that he will get four more follow shots again?
0: I think four. Yeah, like that's... It's ambitious, yeah. I mean, but it, yeah, if you if, if but that's he, how
1: close he is to thirty points a
0: game. You're right. If you just even if you add two there, and then you add you know two or three another attempts bucket per game, anywhere, yeah, yeah. Like you can get there pretty easily if he's. I think the worry, the worry of that for me, if if you're if you're betting on something like that, is our team just going to take him away? Are they going to just throw doubles at him everywhere, and he's going to make the right play, especially with so many questionable shooters around him on this team. And that, and that where the question is if guys, if Neesmith, if Langford, if all these guys can start hitting these open threes consistently, and then that's when defenses have to think twice about making that kind of a decision.
1: Yeah. I think, I think we, 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 we talked about it that, and, and when we had the first conversation I, Romeo, was definitely not on the list of potential, uh, three point threats that the Celtics had, but if you, if you can get three of four. Neesmith, Romeo, because I think Richardson was oh, in there too. So yeah. let's say five. Well, three do Don't forget about Pritchard too. Letcher like oh, yeah, and guys. Pritchard and Al. Pritchard and Al. If if those if if Pritchard and Al can can, can hit somewhere in the high thirties, because they can approach 40%. Um and Neesmith and and, and, and Lankford can be in the high thirties. Let's say for Lankford, let's even say mid thirties, like that could be enough.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I that's you just need to find like one of those guys just need to have a year, or whether it's Schroeder, Neesmith, Lankford, Richardson, if one of those guys, like you said, gets into that upper 30 range on, on solid volume. So like you said, they can be in that closeout lineup with Jalen, Horford, and we'll say Pritchard for offense. Like I, he's not gonna be out there for defense, obviously, but you could get him in those spots late. Then that's, that's a lineup that's really tough to defend and tough to leave anyone at the perimeter and could give Tim those opportunities.
1: And Schroeder only has one season where he took at least five three pointers a game. That was his 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 second season in OKC and shot 38%, 38-5. So I mean so that sure. that's it really is an aberration when you look at the rest of his, his seasons, but like yeah. that one year it, it for for 65 games, playing 30 minutes a night, averaging 18.9 a, a night, like he did it. And he's and by it, the way, he's a he's a mid eighties foul shooter as well. Yeah, Schroeder. no, you get for me that's, that's your, inspiring.
0: That's exactly like, that's a really good point. Cause that's, that's the best chance for someone else on this team to get to the line after Tatum and, and Brown is, is him because he's, he can get the separation. He doesn't have the size down there, but he can get to the rim and create some contact. Like you said, he can, he can finish it. And given that his role here, he'll be off the ball a lot. Like he was in OKC. I feel like that, you know, if you'll see if that catch and shoot, you know, kind of translates with the, the higher volume that he. He may or may not be getting here.
1: Yeah, he 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 got to the line even last year in the Lakers, like playing, playing with that roster, he got to the line four four times a game, which would have been, you know, pretty easily third the third best on the on the Celtics. And pretty close to 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 Jalen at uh you know, Jalen was four point three and, and Schroeder was uh was four Um it's so yeah.
0: But yeah, we'll see if we see him this preseason. He was out with a knee injury. Uh, in game two, but he supposedly made the trip down to Florida, so we'll see if he gets at least into one of these last two games before this group gets ready for the New York Knicks Madison Square Garden a week from Wednesday. Are you going? Be, I'll be there, yeah, I'll be there All in right. person. Um, Matt live will have two, two of two, both of us will be in the house. we make the train trip down, and um, together it'll be, t- yeah will be, um, I'll tell you what, train prices are, have dropped incredibly during the pandemic. No one's, okay. no, no one's doing business travel anymore. It seems like, or that's my guess. And so, um, really easy to get a train ticket down there if you're, if you're thinking about getting in the building, but you do have to be vaccinated to get into MSG. So, um.
1: How long would it take to you're... take a train from Los Angeles to, to MSG?
0: <laughs> to Penn Station. Oh my I better leave. I, gotta, I we got yeah, a week. Yeah, you, better, so you got a week. I think you can do it in a week. You should leave by Friday. And I'm going to be doing it but, from
1: hopping trains. I'm not going to actually book a ticket. I'm just going to ride in freights. I
0: think I that's like the that. way to do it these days. That'll be an excellent follow up for the for next week's pod. Um, Rich's travels from the uh, as a stowaway. But in the meantime, follow us at Winning Plays Pod on Twitter. Uh, follow Rich at Rich_Levine. I'm at Brian T. Rob. Give us a rate, review, subscribe to the winning place pod, spread the word. We're going to be doing plenty of these as the season goes on, as we get ready for the opener and what should be um, a pretty interesting race in the Eastern Conference as the Kyrie and Ben Simmons subplots continue. So (laughs) stay tuned.